Well, welcome to the midweek. This is Pastor Cooper, and um, the midweek is an episode styling within our CFC podcast channel um, that just provides a space to either talk more about our Sunday messages, if we need to go deeper into the text, um, or other cultural moments that are happening within our current landscape, and just talking about those things from a biblical perspective. So most of the time, it'll be myself and Pastor Mark. We might have other staff members or other people from our church community, other special guests, um, just speak on things that, that, that are happening and things that will provide um, good conversations even beyond this podcast. So um, yeah, this is the midweek. Thank you so much for joining in. And um, yeah, we're just glad to be a part of this church's mission and vision to help people know Jesus and live for him daily. And maybe this midweek podcast can just kind of help us know Jesus, to grow in Jesus and to be equipped and confident to go for Jesus as we create more disciples. So thanks for tuning in, and here's this week's episode. Well, welcome, everyone who is listening. It's been a long, long time. Yeah, it has. We've taken a little uh, hiatus yeah. from doing some podcast stuff, but we decided since Cooper Cup won the MVP <laughs> for the Super Bowl... That's right. Local boy, Nate Big. Yeah. Go Eags. That, that was our, our sign from the heavens above <laughs> that we should restart our podcast. Stuff. Re-engage with the world. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, man, that was a fun Super Bowl. That was a great Super Bowl. It was, it was good, good to have yeah. it down to the last minute. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was fun. fun. Yeah, but like we were both saying earlier, that last hit from Cooper Cup. Oh, man. He got his bell rung and... It looked like they hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully like, he knows who he is this morning. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Cooper, you're the MVP. What? What did uh, I do? I want to go to Disneyland. I caught a touchdown? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was fun, so it was it was a good time. How did how did uh, Ryan do yeah. with, with the so, loss of the Bengals? Yes, all of you who are listening and don't know, Ryan is my son-in-law. Shout out to my son-in-law, Ryan, who is... Uh, an awesome man and uh, a Bengal fan. And, yeah, so he's 0-3 now, and the 49ers did that to him a while back, and others have. And so a little bit heartbreaking, I think, because it looked like they kind of had control of the game that second half, yeah, and then they yeah. just kind of just kind of got away from him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's probably, probably working through it today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's, uh, I was reminded, um, well, I was reminding myself, so back before I was on staff here, like the year before, yeah, um, Jason Randall's brought Cooper Cup to the youth group, right, as like a guest speaker yep. when he was a freshman, redshirt mm-hmm. freshman. Nobody knew who he was, mm-hmm. and Jason always tells me this story because we've had Jason. He's a missionary. He works with athletes up on Eastern's campus here. Um, we, he always tells me the story of this kid in the youth group came up to him. He was like, "Hey, next time when you bring an athlete." And he had brought Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. I mean, unknown kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, can you bring somebody who's like actually playing in the team and like good? <laughs> Jason was like, oh, okay. And nobody knew Cooper yeah. Cup was going to be who awesome. he is now. Yeah. But Super Jason always refers. He's like, I remember that when I came to you guys' youth group with Cooper Cup, and you guys were like, can you bring somebody better? <laughs> <laughs> Look at me now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, it's just a cool testament to yep. just, I mean, he's a, he's a, a guy who loves Jesus too, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And yep. he's pretty proud about his faith. So it's yeah. fun to see. And somebody he's proud of his work, work ethic too. Yeah. Yep. He's yeah. proud of the fact that he gets down to business and does hard work. And mm-hmm. that was one of the things Matthew Stafford said about him after the game mm-hmm. was 
we've we put in a lot of work this past year to get to the place where we were on the same mm-hmm. page. Yeah. And you could sure. tell it worked. Yeah. It's good stuff. Well, mm-hmm. um, we are kind of restarting our podcast yep. rhythms mm-hmm. a little bit here. And in this podcast, the midweek is really geared around talking more about our messages from Sundays, if if need be, but also talking about some cultural moments. And mm-hmm. and you've started this new I wouldn't really say a series. I'd say like theme for the year. Yes, it's a theme for the year. Um, With a a simple question of do I trust God? Mm -hmm. And so the heart behind this is throughout this year, we're going to just be handling this question in different contexts. It might find itself in a series about relationships or about finances or different things, but it always kind of boiled back to this question of do I trust God? Mm -hmm. And, And I thought when you opened up about two weeks ago about this series, that was really cool just to hear um, your heart about why we would do this and how this relates into our discipleship that mm-hmm. really in all areas of our life, like, do I trust God mm-hmm. and what he's doing and stuff? But um, why don't you give just kind of a, a brief kind of elevator pitch of right. just how the Lord has brought you to this question and just your heart behind, mm-hmm. you know, exploring this question more and more. Yeah, good. Well, I think it's a couple things. One, just knowing how passionate I am about each of us loving Jesus and worshiping him with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm -hmm. And when you think about that, my heart, you know, the center of my being, my soul, the deepest part of my existence, my mind, all of my philosophical ideas about life Mm -hmm. and um, my strength, you know, so am I I really in relationship with God in that way Mm -hmm. or am I in relationship with God in a very superficial, different way? Um, so that would be the first thing is just saying, I, I want us to be, every single one of us as believers at Genie Faith Center that call Genie Faith Center home. Uh, the big thing is I, I want that to be a part of our life. I want our life to be fully devoted and dedicated to Jesus Christ. And that means that I have to trust him in every area of my mm-hmm. life. And that's not very easy. No. <laughs> um, no. And so I wanted to spend an entire year talking about the seriousness of that how it affects us personally, and how it affects us culturally. So the other half of it is um, noticing the culture around us. Mm -hmm. So the other part of this scenario that we're going to work through and struggle through in this next year is there's a lot... Uh, what I'm noticing, and I know if you're listening, you probably understand this too, there's a lot of the way that we live as Americans that um, is not godly (laughs) and it challenges Mm -hmm. uh, right in our face all day long um, whether I'm trusting God or not because the culture is going a direction away from God and as a follower of God, I want to move towards God. And so that creates a lot of challenges in every aspect of our life. And I think when you look around, all the major areas of our life are being challenged. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, relationships are definitely being challenged. Sexuality is being challenged. Um, marriage is being challenged. Uh, finan- the way we live financially, the way God mm-hmm. wants us to, and the way our culture wants us to. Um, just identity uh, yeah. is a huge one. Um, our culture's taking us a different direction than, than God would want us to be. So all of those are areas of our life where I want us to to trust God. And then um, kind of like a third thing, you and I kind of talk about this quite a bit, is there's all kinds of things in our culture that ask us 
right now to trust it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether that's Google or Facebook or a, mm-hmm. uh, a car company or whatever, everybody's marketing for our attention. Right. Everybody wants us to buy their product. Everybody wants us to be involved in their little thing mm-hmm. so that, and part of that is trying to earn our trust and gain our mm-hmm. trust there. And we have to decide as believers and followers of Christ too, is, is that something I'm going to trust in? Am I going to put any of my trust in that or am I going to put all my trust in the Lord? Yeah. And, um, and we're going to get to this eventually, you know, we're going to get to Proverbs three, five and six. It's going to be our theme verse, but it's pretty simple, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight. And so I think for me, it's just a big thing. Am I trusting the culture, the world around me, my own thoughts, mm-hmm. my own passions to make my path straight or am I trusting God to do that for yeah. me? I think what's so good is as being pastors, it's really easy to trust God. I mean, we're just <laughs> yeah, so, right, like so simple. When 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 the Lord knows that you're a pastor, <clears throat> He gives us a free pass right. on on all things, <laughs> and just says, "Yeah, I'm gonna make it really easy right. for you." No, yeah. like yeah. so how so how has this question played out for for you being a pastor um, and being in ministry really your entire mm-hmm. adult life? Um, is it is it something that you have seen? become easier? Is there seasons where it's harder? Is it, you know, what's, what's that path look like in trusting like, that question? Do I trust God? Mm-hmm. Um, how has that even played out in your life? Yeah. Well, I can say, you know, I'm about to turn 49 in a couple of weeks in the lifetime that I've lived. I think trusting God's gotten much more difficult mm. um, from when I was a kid to where, to how we do life today in America. I think it's, much, much, much harder to trust mm-hmm. God. Um, I mean, I think of back when I was in middle school and high school and um, life was much simpler. Mm-hmm. There wasn't as much demanding our attention. And now we are really, really distracted as a culture because yeah. of technology and social media and just the way we're just doing life very, very differently. And, um, and that creates challenges. Uh, it can also create good if we decide to use it for that, that way. But I think it also creates some very difficult challenges as well. I think COVID has made trust a mm. huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do believe this, maybe this is part of my thinking as well. I think we did get in a trust war during COVID and I think we're still in it. Um, and a lot of people asking us to trust government, asking us to fully trust them. Um, medical institutions, you know, want us to fully trust them. Uh, and that, that's been played out in our culture where, you know, as an American culture, we've been very, um, we, we, we run with the mantra that we're, we have our own individual rights. And so in a way we, we say, I get to trust myself as, Mm -hmm. as much as I want to. Um, maybe that's not so biblical, but, um, but from a constitutional standpoint, that's, that's, how we live. That's how we've traditionally lived for 250 years now. Um, Life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. That's right. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But that I get to choose that. Mm -hmm. A government's not going to tell me how to choose that. A king or a queen's not going to tell me how to choose that. That's, that's, this is the great American experiment, by the way. Will this work where every single one of us gets to choose our own life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, but not at the expense of my neighbor? Mm not at the expense of being unkind or rude or, you know, is this American experiment going to work? 
And so I think that's played out during COVID. So it's created a lot of who are we going to trust? I think um, we've had several other things happen in our culture with um, Black Lives Matter and other things that are asking us, you know, are we trusting authority above us? Um, There's just been a lot. (laughs) I think there's been a lot in our culture recently Mm -hmm. that has made that really challenging. And so it it does start to to get at Mm -hmm. you. And I think also, as from a pastor standpoint, we've seen the church change a lot in the past almost two years now. Mm -hmm. And so, you you know, you're in the middle of that processing as a pastor. You know, what am I trusting? Mm -hmm. Do I trust Jesus to build his church? Or do we need to be doing something totally different to build the church? What's what's Mm -hmm. going on? I mean, that's a big trust factor too. And so I think there are a lot of things that have played out um, over the past couple of years that are um, challenging all of that as pastors and as individuals. And I don't know what you're thinking, but I'd love to hear what you think too. I mean, you're a pastor too. What what do you you think it's done for you and how's that worked? Yeah, I think um, it is obviously, there's a lot happening within our culture that definitely distracts and takes away and tries to supplement with other sources for, of trust and things. And, and I think, um, not that it's easier to trust God. Um, but at least there's more of a, of a journey and of a pathword of, of a pathway to look back and say, okay, let me just take one quick second. Like this currently things happen in our life. Like right now, this is hard. Let me look back to a brief moment. Where was God faithful? How, how, how did God lead us through all of these valleys and mountains and all that stuff? And okay, we're here already. God's been good. So I think I think I can trust him, you know, and mm-hmm. I think there's at least some of those moments that kind of help it not to be easier by any means, mm-hmm. but at least to give a context of seeing God work in the good, but also in the really bad and crappy times yep. where it seems like it wasn't exactly what I thought was the best way mm-hmm. um, or what a certain circumstance that happened that just is still like, I don't have an answer for. And it's like, I don't know. I don't understand it. Right. But yet like seeing God still be faithful and just be present in mm-hmm. those circumstances at least gives moments to say, okay, like what's happening right now is not going to be the end of the world. Right. Like there is still, there is still a plan. There's still a purpose and God is still here and God is still present and God is still doing things. And so, I trust that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to trust in what mm-hmm. he's going to do in, in the future and stuff. And so, yeah, so I think I would probably agree, you know, with what you're saying, like it's, yeah, it's hard and it's harder, but it's also this other side of like seeing how faithful God has been and being like, even though it's harder right now, I know it's going to be good mm-hmm. and the Lord's going to do some stuff mm-hmm. in this. So, yeah. And I guess even to kind of throw in, the current context, and we a couple weeks ago let our church know that Whitney and I are going to be transitioning out to become lead pastors. Right, and part of that process is trusting God yes, with big time. <laughs> the future. Yeah, and during our prayer and fasting time, we both heard pretty clearly like sell your house and be like be ready. Essentially, yep. yeah. The word that kept coming was the word prepare. Yeah, I was like, all right, and so we're putting our house up for sale, and we're going to live with her parents and. You know, it's not like the worst, like, it's not like this, like, oh my gosh, like mm-hmm. we have our parents' house to go to and there's still like a safety net. But when I, when I'll tell people like, yeah, we're going to sell our house. We're like, well, where are you going to go? Mm-hmm. We don't know. 
Like the Lord yeah. is going to figure yeah. that out. The Lord's going to figure that like out. Like yeah. he has, he has a place for us to land mm-hmm. and a ministry for mm-hmm. us to, to be a part of and stuff. And we're like, so you're just selling your house like already. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. we have, we heard the Lord say, do this. And we're like, all right, we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's moments that my wife and I'll have, we're like, are we nuts? <laughs> <laughs> Like it's not like it's like the most easy thing. Mm -hmm. We're like, oh yeah, it's whatever. Like we're super chill, like you know, hippies from the (laughs) sixties. It's like, no, we have two small kids and a dog and a bunch of other stuff, and you know, we're Americans that have stuff. It's not like, are you buying a VW van? We might have to, yeah. (laughs) Totally. We're actually gonna buy the new, the, the those Euro ones. That, that yeah, have the, the Mercedes top. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's gonna be our thing. Oh gosh. <laughs> and we'll yeah. just live in that, yeah. and um, it'll be the the quote unquote new context of being a tent maker. Yes. <laughs> when it comes to, <laughs> maybe to, you could become a YouTube channel pastor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> hey, Jesus loves you, but also make sure you subscribe. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> and tithe to the YouTube channel. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but um, but yeah, so I think there's there's moments where it's mm-hmm. it's harder to trust yeah. God, but there's also circumstances that you can look back on and say, yeah. man, like there's some goodness mm-hmm. in what God has always done and, and yep. will do, and that's part of that. We've talked about this a couple times in our messages, but those monument moments, mm-hmm. that, like the nation of Israel would build those monuments to yeah. always remember and look back when God was faithful. And I think if you're intentional in doing that throughout your faith journey, you can look back and say, okay. Here was yep. a marked moment in in our in our in our lives where the Lord was faithful, yeah. And so, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to trust, yeah, um, in, in who He is mm-hmm. and follow after Him. And I think too, we're talking about this a little bit before recording the podcast. We may not like what God calls us to, yep. But we're not called to like. That's exactly right. We're called just to follow. Yep. We're called to trust. And I think when like the the early disciples follow follow Jesus and Peter is a prime example. He just comes before him and just breaks down. He's like, whatever mm-hmm. you have of me, I'm there. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm in. Mm-hmm. And I think we say that a lot of times, but then when the push comes to shove, shove it's like, uh, I, yeah. I don't know if I'm all in because I don't really yeah. like what that plan yeah. is. Do I really trust God? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think what we see with a lot of the life of the disciples is they trusted him, but they also had serious moments of doubt. Oh yeah. And serious moments of mm-hmm. I don't trust in this right now. Yeah. And I'm actually going to handle it my own way and that doesn't go too well. <laughs> no, no. But there's yeah. forgiveness yeah. and there is grace and that's mm-hmm. the beauty of the God that we serve. Mm-hmm. So And we'll be looking at stories like that all throughout the year totally. in scripture mm-hmm. where you know there's those that are just were journeying through their yeah. <laughs> through their own life to yeah. trust God in different ways and some made mistakes and some did okay and mm-hmm. some really nailed it. And, um, and those things are things that we need. And I think they're encouraging to us in God's word because all of us are like in the same journey. Mm -hmm. You know, there's going to be things that come up in our life and we have, it's a moment to trust God. What am I going to do? And those, that's really what we see in in God's word. Those, all those stories are moments where those individuals had an opportunity. Okay. I have to trust God in this moment. And then that story got written down when you think about. Joseph in Egypt, mm-hmm. it's his moment to trust God. Mm-hmm. Daniel in Babylon, it's his moment to trust God. Mm-hmm. Esther, yeah. what am I going to do here? Am I going to trust God in the middle of this? Or am I going to mm-hmm. let fear cripple me mm-hmm. and do my own thing? And our whole mm-hmm. family gets wiped out. You right. know what, What's going to happen here? 
And so we have moments like that all throughout scripture that we'll look at. And I think we have all those same moments right now today. Here's what I think is a little bit different. I think we're having those moments more often. Mm. Um, when they're, I, they're more public. They're more public. Yeah. And, and there's, there's a shared space yes, to really vent it out. Right. And I think, I think that's, that's what I'm noticing, that those moments seem to be happening a little bit more often just because of where we're at culturally. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I think of not just us here in America, but others too. I mean, if, if we were a Christian in China mm-hmm. and we couldn't meet and we had our own underground church, I mean, we'd be trusting Jesus every single moment of mm-hmm. every single day in an extremely profound way to love and serve him. Yeah. So um, that's where I think it's really important for us to get to, too. Yeah, I think that's what we kind of mentioned earlier, too, and part of this podcast midweek is really, you know, talking on our cultural moments mm-hmm. and applying truth of God's scripture, but just um, helping us process through that because we're a part of culture, we're, yep. we're living in it, we're also processing it. Yep. But I think what's good is to, to do that in, in, a, in a place where we go back to God's word yeah. and go back to just the, the truth that God has already given us in this when things can get super, super muddy right. and very disconnected um, and there's lots of opinions and lots of different things. And like you said earlier, everybody's trying to get you to trust in what they're saying. Right. And I mean, fake news is just like a common term now. Right. And yeah. so that everybody's kind of like, what is real? And it's all these, yeah. all these just mixed up crazy things. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's why it's such a um, necessity to truly have God's word and just the example that we see in the scriptures for what it means to trust God and to also see broken people who mess up and don't yeah. trust God throughout the entirety of the Old Testament, New Testament. Mm-hmm. It's not like the Bible is full of amazing Perfect people. Yeah, it's like these are broken people. Yeah, and there are people that didn't trust exactly. at times. And yeah. the, we see the scenario play itself out mm-hmm. and the struggle that they went through and, yeah. and we want to try to learn from that if mm-hmm. we can and that should give uh, comfort and hope yeah and knowing that as a christ follower doesn't mean that you just all of a sudden Are you perfect. never doubt yeah. you never have struggles you never have it's like no mm-hmm. like there's going to be trials and there's going to be hardships that we're going to experience mm-hmm. but we have god's spirit we have mm-hmm. the living God within us to help us process through those things exactly. and to be led by his spirit to, to go forward and to trust and to have the faith needed. I was just reminded, um, I think it's in Mark nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where there's the, the, the guy who has a son who's possessed right? Yeah. and he says, Jesus, can you heal him? Mm-hmm. Like I have faith, but help me in help my unbelief. Help me in my unbelief, yeah. You know, I think that's just a, a good, vulnerable question that mm-hmm. we, we should be asking. Yes. Is like when, when the reality of what's happening in our culture is just yeah. so unbelievable, yeah. it just shakes, we should be like, Lord, help me with my unbelief. This is really hard right now. Right. With whatever's happening, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the trial is and stuff. And so I think it's vulnerable and it's good to ask those questions yeah. um, about just, hey, man, I'm struggling, <laughs> Lord. Mm-hmm. Like help me in my unbelief. Yeah. To to know that you are good. Mm-hmm. To know that you will come through in this cer- certain this certain circumstance yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um. Well, I want to also touch on a little bit um, within this topic of, of of do I trust God, and 
we're going to probably break into this more and more throughout our sermons and all that stuff, but um, what's some just kind of, I guess not quick tips, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't um, know if there are any. <laughs> yeah, but if, if we're like currently find ourselves like, dude, I am like on a scale of one to 10, I'm on a zero when right. it comes to like trusting God. Um, what's what's some things like as as a pastor that you would just encourage and um, just say to some people who are really struggling with just mm-hmm. doubt and and just like I, I don't really trust God, mm-hmm. you know? What would be some things pastorally that you might even just go into? Yeah, yeah. So um, I think v- for me, w- one of the most important things is just being in God's presence. Mm. Um, whenever I'm doubting or trust or, or you know, mm-hmm. struggling with something, maybe, uh, somebody close to me has cancer and I'm working through all that and mm-hmm. the scenario of if God's going to heal or what's going to happen and, mm-hmm. you know, all that, that brings up a big trust worry, you know, mm-hmm. all of our health scares I think do, yeah. um, I just need to get close to Jesus and, um, understand, you know, that that's mm-hmm. the most important thing. And um, that he's there and he's going to take care of me and he's going to watch out for what's going on and mm-hmm. what's going on in the situation. Yeah. Also, um, it's important to remember, that's the point of all the altars that we talked about in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. to, to remember God's faithfulness in the past and to remember that um, he's going to carry you through. Uh, I think it sounds kind of weird, but um, theology is important. This is where my theological views about God and life and God's word um, kind of carry you through because it it um, it guards my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. That's mm-hmm. what it does, mm-hmm. and and that's what good theology does. And theology basically is just how I think about God. Mm-hmm. So how I think about God is what carries me through the situations I'm in. Mm-hmm. And instead of um, relying on the world, relying on a diagnosis, relying on what somebody else said, uh, a counsel I'm getting from a friend or wherever, uh, I'm now saying, no, I'm, I'm getting my ideas and my hope and my future plans from God, not from anyone else or any other source. Mm-hmm. And when I think about God in the right way, and I think about godly situations in the right way, in a correct theology, it does bring you peace, and it does help you walk through a certain situation. When when you don't let your mind wander into places that uh, can get you into trouble and can mm-hmm. get you to think about things in a, in a wrong light. Mm-hmm. And it's in those times where the enemy can come in very quickly and bring mm-hmm. fear and bring a bad thought in or a wrong thought in. And before you know it, I'm off thinking yeah. all the wrong things yeah. and fear is taken over. And um, before I know it, I think that if I step outside the door, the sky mm. is falling. Yeah. And so those things are, are really important. And I have seen that happen a lot in the past two years with COVID. Totally. That's happened a lot yeah. where we've not trusted God and we've trusted other things, whether we trusted the government or um, somebody to make a vaccine for us or whatever. And not that those things aren't bad when they're done in a correct and right way, but 
we have to honestly say, am I substituting them for my trust in God? And that's a good question to ask in those moments. And I think that we have stories in scripture where that happened and didn't go so well. And we have stories in our own lives too, where when we trusted in something other than God, um, it's been a challenge. And I, mm-hmm. I want us to get to that place, every one of us, where my first thought, my first action, my first response is always what God wants me to do. And then it doesn't sound crazy at all that, yeah, we're selling our house. Mm-hmm. Yep, God's going to take care of it. We're fine. Mm-hmm. And all of us at the same time are like, yeah, that's what they should be doing because that's what people who trust God do. Mm-hmm. They just obey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think something that we've said a lot to, um, and I've heard you say this a lot to people, is you really having that good circle of people around you mm-hmm. that you can really trust yeah. and, and go to um, in those times of doubt that you can really just flesh out and just be vulnerable with and say, yes. like, like, here's what's mm-hmm. happening. And um, I was recently going through Jeremiah and some reading, and this stuck out to me in Jeremiah 29. It's the famous, famous chapter that people can take out of context, blah, blah, blah. But there's a section where um, Shemahaya, <laughs> I want to say his yeah. name, is basically trying to undermine Jeremiah. Yes. Yeah. And just trying to say, like, he's mm-hmm. a kook. Yep. He doesn't actually hear from the Lord. So he sends this letter to another priest. Right. And in verse 29, so Jeremiah 29, 29, says, when, but when Zephaniah, the priest, received Shemahiah's letter, he took it to Jeremiah and read it to him. So I think what's so cool about and powerful in that verse right. is he didn't dwell on it. Yep. He didn't like be like, oh my god, yeah, didn't pick up the offense. Right. He took it immediately to somebody that he trusts. Yep. Who God's already shown as a trustworthy character mm-hmm, individual. Mm-hmm. He said, "Hey, here's what was written. <laughs> yep. Like, what do you think?" And then and later on in that context, basically Jeremiah says, "Yeah, that guy's gonna die." <laughs> like, <laughs> God, God's gonna take care yeah. of that guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but but I think what's what's a good reminder is it really happened, I think, in COVID, like during those lockdown periods, is we we're kind of left for our own little internal conversations a lot. And that community was not as prevalent or as tight as needed yeah. be, which I think is again a basis just for the church. I mean, it's the ecclesia, it's the community of, of people right. and it's just so vital yes. for situations like this where yeah. we can go to people who are godly, who are seeking after him, mm-hmm. who are trusting him and saying, like, hey, I'm 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 suffering right now. Like mm-hmm. I'm doubting, like, here's what's happening, like, what's going on? Like, help me understand this. Mm-hmm. And they can truly then come around that individual or, or yourself yeah. and say, like, here's God's word, encourage you and just help you process through those things the right way. Right. Instead of going to YouTube and typing in like and then getting some yeah. random person blogger <laughs> who's just like doesn't know you Google guy yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't they don't know you <laughs> and, and doesn't even have a relationship with God and yeah. he's trying to answer questions about God totally yeah totally so um, yeah so I think um, as we go in this series I think a good reminder is maybe having a time to filter out mm-hmm. or to um, just whatever the word I guess cut away. Yeah. Those voices or the things that are not really mm-hmm. godly, yeah, that are not going to be that that place where you can go to to get some good, healthy um, accountability, but also just community that's going to keep you focused on God. And so, right. 
I think the prayer and fasting was a good time to like great time. prime that. Yes, it was. Kind of start some new rhythms. Mm-hmm. And that's part of why we fast is to mm-hmm. take a set time just to like yep. refocus mm-hmm. our hearts and minds on on just the bigger picture of who Jesus is. But um but yeah, I would say it's an encouragement again to yeah. like filter out and to cut away some of those things that are not super healthy. Yeah, I also want to say something else about trusting God that I think is important, and this is part of theology, you know, how theology helps yeah. you. Um, here's here's what you're not going to find during this series. We're not going to answer every question. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that goes back to a theology that I have about God. And um, for those of you who are listening, this is a really important concept for me, um, and that is... I think sometimes the world right now, and I hear this a lot from college students, and I think it's getting kind of pounded on them by teachers that are atheists or agnostic or don't have a relationship with God at all, and they're portraying this idea that you need to have every single answer about God completely 100% figured out Mm -hmm. for him to be God. And I have an opposite approach to that. And my approach is this. If I, um, if I could figure out everything about the God that I serve, he would be very small. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be a God at yeah. all. In fact, he wouldn't, be, he wouldn't be the God of the Bible for sure. Right. He'd be a God that I made up in my own mind. Right. And now I actually have a false God. Mm-hmm. I, have an idol. I have an idol. And the idol, while it's not something I made out of clay or metal or whatever, that's something sitting on my shelf it's an idol that I made up philosophically and um, God is who I made him out to be. That's not the God of the Bible and that's not who we have a relationship with. Mm-hmm. I have a relationship with the God of the Bible who is so enormous. He created every single galaxy, billions of them. Mm-hmm. He created our earth and everything complex and in order on it. To think that I could figure out everything about him is uh, not accurate, and it's mm-hmm. nonsense to think that or believe that. And I would not want to serve a God that I can figure out because he's not very big. Mm-hmm. He's not very awesome. Could I put my trust in somebody that I have completely figured out? Then that's not great. Uh, I want to serve a God who knows everything from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knows my future. He knows the future of everyone, future of everything. Not that he needs to tell me what that is or understand that, but that I can trust him, that he's he's got it under control. And so it's just true. Some of my theology leads me to that. We're not going to answer every question. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes we hear... Um, when you get to heaven, all your questions are going to be answered. I, that's not, there's not in the Bible anywhere. <laughs> right. um, so we don't really know that that's going to be true. I think more than likely what will happen is when we get in God's presence, it won't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. It just won't matter anymore. You will be in the presence of someone so awesome that having all of the questions figured out just just won't matter. Yep. It, it, it won't. And so... Um, you'll just know um, I'm in a relationship with him. It doesn't really matter that I have it all figured out. Yeah. I'm here and, and he's in control and he'll take care of me. Yep. And so that's a big thing for me. And we'll talk a lot about more theological things along the way that kind of ground us to trust God. Mm-hmm. 
and help with that. And um, answering the question yesterday, you know, is God trustworthy? I think was really important and to understand that he is and that um, even if God um, decides not to rescue, not to move, not to do anything, or he does, he's still trustworthy. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter uh, because we also have to mix in the piece there that God gives us free will as well. When does he choose to let us have it and let us not have it? That's up to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he gave us free will and part of that free will also has meant that we've created governments and structures and nations and cultures and societies in a way that we want them to be without him being in them. Mm-hmm. And so um, I have to remember that when we say, uh, I'm not going to believe in God because God's not doing this uh, with our culture or rescuing here or doing whatever I want him to in this social injustice, we have to remember, okay, so you want the God that you've denied, kicked out of your country, and told, you know, we don't want you in our education system or anywhere in our culture. You want that God to rescue you. You have to remember, wait a second, we've created this backdrop where we're saying we don't want God, we don't want to trust you, mm-hmm. and we want you out of our lives. And then we get mad at him when he doesn't do what we want. Right. That's completely philosophically inappropriate. And so we have to remember, you know, we have to think about these things in logical ways, I think. And so um, we're going to try to navigate all that over the next year mm-hmm. and say, you know, hi, hey, let's, let's get to a place where we can, we can think through these things and, attack, and just um, let them sink deeply, deeply into our soul. And this, this is a journey. Um, I mentioned this week one. This is a journey of jumping into the deep end of the pool mm-hmm. where I can't touch. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that's a big deal. Do I trust? Do I trust that everything's going to be okay when I can't touch bottom? Mm-hmm. When I just have to trust God? And um, that's what we're going to do. We're going to mm-hmm. go deep and um, and believe that it's going to be okay and that we, you, we really can trust God. Mm-hmm. And also that the things in his word that he asks us to obey, they really are the best things in our life. That really is the best way to live, mm-hmm. even though that's hard to see in, in the cultural landscape because it's going in a different direction. As believers, we have to make a choice. Am I going to trust what God's asking me to do in these situations or am I going to go my own way? Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. So we have fun podcasts coming up. Yeah. So I think the rhythm is about every two weeks. Yeah. We're going to do a midweek um, podcast and it will be talking on this theme and um, it might have a certain direction depending mm-hmm. on maybe that week's sermon or just what's happening in our culture and stuff, but mm-hmm. um, it's going to be good. It's yeah. going to be fun to just process Yeah, that I'm out. excited so, about it. All right, all right. Well, thanks for taking some time to listen in, and um, yeah, we're excited to re-kind re of up the little midweek stuff and be good things, so all right. Go yep. Rams. <laughs> go Rams. Actually, go Eags. Go Eags. Go Eags. That's right. <laughs> all right, bye. Bye, everyone.